Ladies and gentlemen, pull out your hair ties. It's time to let your hair down and truly get funky. Welcome once again to All That's Hair, the podcast that explores the business of beauty. Um, I'm here once more with Leonardo and Marco Redavid. How are you guys? Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. All right. Good. So now we're five episodes in. I thought I, w- I would drop the opening paragraph here. You guys know at this point what we're about. We're going to be <laughs> we're going to be talking uh, about things that are relevant to beauty professionals and salon owners really digging into the beauty industry in the series. Um, and today, Leo, I know you've been been chomping at the bit for this one. We're going to be talking about 2022 hair trends. All right. I love it. So firstly, for some context, um, skinny jeans came back. Mom jeans came back. Jenko jeans, those giant balloon jean pants came back. Bell bottoms, the shag, the bob, even 1980s crimped hair all has returned. Um, even vinyl is having a moment. Sales of vinyl records are at a six-year high, and new vinyl pressing plants are opened. What the hell is going on? Oh, I love it. <laughs> it's crazy. 80s. Here we go. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. You know, it was creative. <laughs> You know, 80s were very uh, creative times and uh, a lot of different looks that came out of the 80s. And uh, I see it, uh, you know, kind of creeping in today. But, you know, I'm not totally different uh, take on them, but it's really fun. You know what it is? I, I feel like the more that we talk about crazy things like the metaverse, you know, with, with Facebook's announcement, that they're really investing into the concept of the metaverse where we would have in the future. Uh, and I can't, I'm sure that they won't exploit this. Um, a, a, a digital avatar of, of ourselves. Um, and I even, I saw this crazy demonstration footage um, of a shopping experience in a metaverse Walmart where oh. you literally, you, you have your helmet on and you're, you're walking through the store and it's you're like swiping over here you know you're doing price checks you're dropping them into your cart and then you digitally walk out the door um and then that's it the order's processed and it ships out to you but it plays more like a video game and you know all of this this confluence of technology you know it's got me thinking that for the more crazy and digital we become it seems like the hungrier we are for more simplistic times and simplistic yeah. things like listening to vinyl records and you know thinking about how we dressed back in the 90s like we get nostalgic for that stuff yeah things are you know it's uh, i just heard yesterday on the radio that uh, girls just want to have fun song i uh, just got a billion views just hit the billion oh, view God. mark on youtube like out of nowhere just you know we're just wild right stuff comes back and people are you know they're seeing stuff for the first time like your foam rollers and things <laughs> like that that come out that they've never seen before and, but yeah, it's it, it's really fun because you know like playing a, a vinyl 
you know, the sound is just so soothing and uh, beautiful. Uh, and it's really cool and funky when you look at, you know, that uh, record player. Um, well, it's a, it's an know, experience. Yeah. You know, I collect vinyls myself and, you know, you go over to the, the shelf and you pick out one and you open it up and you pull it out and place it on the turntable and you move the needle. And it's just a, it's a lot more to it than just pressing play on your phone and, yeah. and listening to some music. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of finals and coming back. The way it's it just today. class too, you know, it's That's, just a, yeah. a certain class uh, that, uh, you know, it has, you know, when you're looking at that, you know, vinyl or the record player, um, it's just, it's a whole different experience when you're handling it. It feels like you're creating that music almost when you put it on. Yeah, I think two different different time periods embody different things to us. Um, there's a warmth to them. And even in the instance of, of vinyl records or particularly songs that we, we go back to, we develop such rich and tactile um sensorial connection to a way we looked or a, a way that we felt in a particular time period i think which is what continually fuse, fuels this um and they never come back in the same way um there's a, a principle called the trend cycle and this cycle is a real thing it dictates that every 20 to 30 years um the old does literally become new again um, but it comes back with a twist. Um, yeah. Like right now, it's it's all about um, the 90s and early 2000s hair trends um, where we see a lot of that stuff coming back. But it's the new shag, the new pixie, the new bob. Um, so it's mm. not the same exact thing. It's just a little bit different. And it's um, it picks up some of those influences of the modern area where, you know, maybe the shag is is kind of less wild and maybe a little more structured or smoothed in a way um where it's more about like you know that pc texture than it is like you know the massive kind of big hair yeah, it's, it's just you know too is the product that uh, we're using that it, it, uh, make you achieve uh, you know uh, like you, you know a softer look uh, more movement in that hair uh, you can piece it uh, you know better than you know you used to back in the days uh, so it's a uh, product play a big part uh, you know in a lot of these new looks that we're looking at at the moment yeah and, and trends in hair go through the same same cycle that fashion does um and a lot of times they're they're repurposed by celebrities you know the one big thing that i saw in 2021 which i am still just blown away by is the fact that tiktok has become the go-to place on the internet um more so it. than google it's, <laughs> it's crazy to the point that now and we're going to talk about this a little later in the episode tiktok is reigniting hair trends Gen Z is is taking these classic looks, doing their own twist on them, and rediscovering things like foam rollers, Leah, which you've been using. They're like, oh, yeah. look at these things. And, you know, for a younger generation who's never seen them before, this is like completely wild. So everybody oh. starts using them. And then for an older generation who has used them, it taps into that nostalgia effect, and then they start using them too. So you get this weird, like, cross-demographic um embracing of a hair trend that's kind of come and gone and then come back again 
I mean, like like perms, but now it's the men that are getting the perms. The young kids that have these big oh, they're perm awesome. tops now that are happening. It's they're crazy. Awesome. Yeah. I, I I love TikTok because <laughs> I, I I found it's a, a a really great creative because you gotta get you gotta do something new and different to get all the likes, right? So that's why they're being quite creative, and I love it. People are are discovering, you know, more stuff to do with hair. And I love it, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, 90s and Y2K is is all the fad right now. Um, that TikTok effect. Um, so some interesting trends that came back last year that, that we thought were dead and, and came back again because of TikTok. Velcro roller sets, Leo. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're great. They're fun. You know, you just have to, uh, you know, use them in different, in different ways. Uh, they're great. The, la the yeah. last time I saw a Velcro roller set was at my Nona's house in that big plastic <laughs> container yes, uh, my yeah. sitting under the too. cupboard, uh, right? Uh, the big plastic piece of plastic with all the different sizes rolls. of the Velcro rollers in there. That's the last time I saw well, one of those. Marco, <laughs> they're very funky, man. <laughs> like, you know, a 20-year-old or, you know, would see that and go, wow, that's cool. So it's they're really funky. Oh. They're, you know, they're, they're new again, to be honest, you know, they're great. Yeah. And what, um, particularly with, with what happened with them on TikTok, it was the huge oversized roles. Um, yeah. there was a, a trend too, that went viral where people were taking cans like Campbell's soup cans, yeah. coffee yeah. cans so and doing like these huge roles. Cause it visually like, if you want something to go viral on TikTok, you do something completely ridiculous looking, um, yeah. Like taking potato chip bags and you know wrapping you did it. <laughs> he did it with the the uh, lip balms. So he created uh, did a roller set with all of our Red David lip balms ones. You know yeah. them to do the curls. Yeah, it's and funny. I, you know I've used uh, like uh, sometimes I make hair pieces scan and you got to mold something. So I used to use like you know PVC pipes and I used to you know uh, gel the hair around the PVC pipe and you know do use gelatin and hairspray and then just pull them out and you get a beautiful round circle hair so you just have to play you know that that i think that everybody is starting to play i think they're getting away from the beach you know look yeah doing something way different yeah bubble ponytails came back oh yeah <laughs> remember those oh yeah they're fun Yep, long sections of hair you know you you, you tie know. off different sections and you make a you pull it out make a bubble yeah, they're really fun, and the clothing—it's uh, great. I love those bell bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're—I think they look great. You know, I think too the, the in in shape and form the the seventies um, fashion is coming back. So the looks are um, you know more silhouettes, uh, more flowing, lighter clothing. Um, particularly, you see a lot if you follow the the Kardashians and the things that they wear. It's all very 70s inspired from from the, the hair to the fashion. And it, it all works like visually. It's just it's stunning looking. Yeah, I, I, I love it. You know, we were one time, I think we were in a store and uh, there was this young girl that, that uh, I was the first time I saw uh, a young lady wearing the bell bottoms. I, I just loved it. I go to Marco, Marco, look, bell bottoms. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you, some, a trend I've seen, like, you know, 
uh, graduations, grade 12 girls, bell bottoms, like in their photos, like it's all 70s looks, you know, big Farrah style blow dries and, you know, fluffy blow dries and stuff. It's kind of cool. It's wild. Well, you know, it's more free. I found it, you know, it's a more freer uh, look. Uh, it's just a lot more uh, fun, uh, not so structured. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that's that's the biggest part uh, uh, that's happening with the hair. Uh, it's, you know, don't make it look all blow dried beautifully and, you know, and smooth. It's just got a, a lot more freer look. The shag. Oh, that's, I Boy, love it. You know, that, <laughs> that, that style has become pretty timeless. Um, like it, it first came back in a big way eight years ago now, and it seems that each year it goes through a little bit different a twist. So it came back as the modern shag, uh, then that brought back the mullet, then that became the shullet. Yeah, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. And then that became the wolf cut, the octopus cut, and now the mixie, which is like a, yeah. a mix between a pixie and a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> They're great, Ken. You know, uh, they're absolutely fabulous. Um, I find that they're creative. Uh, they're different. Uh, a lot of the uh, people haven't seen them before. Uh, there's a lot of hairdressers don't know how to do them yet. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of learning uh, on, on all these uh, different haircuts that you're seeing uh, out and about. But uh, for me, I love them. I, I've been doing them for a long time, and I'm, I play with it all the time. And you can make so many different variations from them. You know, once you have a base of a, a shag or, you know, a pixie or, you know, you can really start modifying the way you want them. And depends, you know, what the, the person is wearing and, you know, personality and all that kind of stuff. What I find with all these new looks, uh, the... The common denominator across them is low maintenance. Yeah. yeah. Easy to style, quick yeah. to go, can wear them, you know, to when you're dressed up or you can wear them when you're dressed down. They're just simple, low maintenance haircuts that grow in nicely and, and are easy to style. Uh, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, you're going to find lots more uh, uh movement in the hair is going to mm -hmm. happen people that have straight hair they might have to get into doing some bending uh and, you know in the hair i don't like calling them perms i, li I think i like a more bending you know and uh start bending the hair uh you're gonna find that that's gonna be a big play in the next little while because a lot of people have never had them before mm -mm. so it's it's new again <laughs> yeah and I, th I think too ironically enough lockdown influenced a lot of these too um where there was you know time in between being able to get into a hairdresser um and trends were already starting to shift this way but it accelerated it and i think mm. the shag you know to your point leo it grows out really well you have oh, all yeah. of that pc texture and it's really forgiving in terms of you know increasing length before you have to get back in uh to a stylist to, to trim it up in a mm. way that you know if you have the, the runway model, sleek, straight hair, like that takes a lot of work and maintenance and yeah. Yeah, it's more free. I find that, uh, you know, it, it, it's just more free. That's, that's the word I could uh, describe them. It's just, don't worry about them. You know, just run your hands through it and you're done. 
Yeah, which is also fueling the rise of people really demanding um, leave-in conditioners. Yeah. And using those in sometimes in place of stylers, where where people are really going for um, things that are going to enhance volume, um, are going to offer conditioning benefits with just a little bit of tackiness to give it that texture, um, which is why we ended up broadening ours. There's that real hunger and demand for leave-in conditioners right now. Leave-in conditioner is going to be a huge key uh, with all the shags because uh, usually a shag will look even better the next day. Yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, it gets a little bit woolly and it starts to get more flyaways. And, uh, you know, our uh, orchid oil uh, leave-in conditioner and our shea butter leave-in conditioner and our cedar wood leave-in conditioner, they're absolutely amazing for those type of looks today. <laughs> Yeah, the we love them. A lot of people are loving them. Like along with that too, overnight curls without heat. So there's uh, for every trend, there's a counter trend. So people are now really bucking against thermal style and looking for more like head out the door, minimum maintenance. Where you put socks. Uh, there was a huge viral trend on TikTok where people were actually taking like men's tube socks. <laughs> And doing their hair in those, going to bed, waking up, unraveling them, and then you got a curl that lasts for a day or a little bit of wave. Um, um, I I used to do, I used to uh, you know get a, a pillow sheet and I used to just cut some section out of it. And I, when I used to do model shows, I used to tie the hair in them, and the clients used to go and sleep in it, come back at the show and take them out. They're absolutely awesome. That's awesome. Big bouncy blowouts. So yeah. people like that, that Farrah Fosso look that you were talking about, um, Marco, where, where people are going for that like 70s kind of, you know, big hair with the like the feathery ends. Um, yeah. nicely uh, I was just working on one. Ken, I'll oh, show right. it. You know, I'm not finished with it. I showed Marco and, it, you know, and it's all sweeping back, you know. It's really cool. I love it. I haven't finished it yet. I got maybe one more mannequin to try. And I think I, I got a, a really cool new look that you, we're going to teach that you're going to love. That's awesome. Yeah, people love that kind of that feathery, that feathery look there. Yeah. away from particularly the, the, the face where you can really... Um, create a lot of movement and draw the eye down or outward um, and really enhance the face quite a bit. I, I really love these new looks right now. I, I you know, if they're in my uh, looks is where it's at. Jumbo box braids. So braiding is, is really come back in a big way. Um, you see a lot more clients that have naturally textured hair, um, really going in for getting box braids done of all different lengths, really embracing their, their culture, their heritage. Um, I've seen a, a lot of um, really high profile celebrities who are really embracing um, the different types of, of braids um, that originate back to um, Africa, where you're incorporating gold string or foil or pearls or beads or hair gems, um, all of which is very traditional there. I used to love it. Uh, I think my first time uh, doing braids, it was Bo Derek, you know, oh. many, many years ago. And I had a, a, a movie star that uh, came into the salon and it took me eight hours 
to put, I think it was about a 15 pound ceramic beads in her hair. <laughs> oh that was my first experience putting jewelry in yeah. the hair. It took me forever, but it was so beautiful. It's fun. Curtain bangs and fringe. Also another classic look that's come back <laughs> yeah. once more. Yeah. Feather hair extensions and tinsel. Tinsel was having a moment, uh, you know, close to the holidays where people are actually putting strings of tinsel in their hair. Seen that. I, my dad yeah. used to put feathers in his hair. I remember that. He used to have oh, the no, different, different colored feathers in his hair, you know, depending on his mood and, you know, where he was in. Oh, yeah, all the time. I used to see him put it behind his ear and stuff, his little feathers and things. <laughs> yeah. But he sold a lot in the salon. You know, he was the advertisement, and then he put hey, some feathers in. Exactly. You got to wear yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. You got to have fun. Yeah. You know, it's a fun industry. People, I think they forget how fun our industry is. And I really love it. What's going on right now. I, I find that it's getting more creative. You know, for a while, it was just like the same. Everybody was doing the, you know, the beachy same waves. Thing. That's yeah. it. Oh, my used God. to hate it every time. Oh, beachy waves again. I think we went to a trade show uh, a couple of years ago and we just walked the floor and every single booth was doing beachy waves. And my dad was like, can I learn something different here, please? Like, I'd like to yeah. learn something else. Uh, yeah, it's, no, it's it's, uh, it's great. Yeah. Right now, it's a real fun time uh, in the industry. A lot of people getting creative. And uh, um, I think, uh, you know, them being at home, I think they're practicing uh, more. They were doing more, you know, creativity. It particularly, again, that's the TikTok effect where we see a lot of, particularly younger people, you know, uh, in their their uh, late teens into their early thirties, um, seeing a lot of this stuff on TikTok and really getting wild with, with some of these, um, at home beauty hacks, uh, some good, some not so good. I mean, I've seen some, some hair fails. Um, I think the worst one that we saw there a couple of years ago was, was the blonde challenge where people were, were overusing blue shampoo uh, oh, to really yeah. negative effects. Leaving it in overnight. Oh, and yeah. Like, oh no. Yeah. Um, another trend right now that's happening in a big way is expensive brunette. Um, you know, going into the, the winter season, traditionally it's a time when um, clients in the salon are looking for more um, richer, warmer tones. And that expensive brunette trend is, is something that's really rocking out now where it's... Um, about customization, um, so a, a mix in between uh, gingerbread, which is a nice sandy light color. Um, it's next door to dark blonde. There's sable, which is a rich and dark chocolatey brunette uh, that's classified as expensive looking because it, it looked like you spent $300 on it. Um, chocolate milk, if you're going for something in between the two. Um, all, all of these really rely on that kind of ultra shiny look to give it that tonality. Um, which again is is driving up the demand for things like hair oils, leave-in conditioners, where you need that hair to to have that rich tonality, just with yeah. the the oil or cream. And uh, you know, conditioning you're gonna find that uh, you know some clients have had highlights before. You know, they kind of get tired. Uh, uh, you know, and be able up to, to go yeah. back yeah. to. Uh, you know, a richer color, uh, all over. Color, all over. Yeah. It's it's quite beautiful. Uh, it, 
you know, there's really nice when you have a healthy looking uh, color that it's shiny and the hair is conditioned. Uh, it's quite nice. All right, Leo, we're going to put you on the spot. So oh boy. I'm coming into your salon. Yeah. And I've <laughs> just seen this wild TikTok trend. Yeah. And what do you do to redirect a client that is is really riding a trend that may or may not be good for them? What are the questions that you ask or, or how do you redirect them into something different if you know it's not going to work? I find that you have to be really honest with that customer. First of all, it's a package. You know, I see them as a, a whole package. Uh, do they have the wardrobe, first of all, that, you know, that they're going to wear for that look, whatever they're showing me, you know, they're probably, that person's probably dressed, you know, funky and, you know, it's got, it's got the whole package. So to me, it's the whole package. And that's where I start with, you know, uh, I start, if she shows me a picture, um, I'll tell, okay, do you have this type of clothing? You know, do you wear this kind of makeup? Uh, are you willing to, you know, uh, get, the makeup done and all the changes you need. And then at the end, you got to have to make sure that she's got the right hair yes. to be able to achieve uh, that look. Mm -hmm. If the hair is not there, uh, I'm pretty straightforward. I will say, sorry, darling, there's no way we can do this. But I always try to find um, a way to get to that look, but there might be an adjustment to it. Uh, where it's not exactly that, but it'll have a same feeling of that that would suit that customer. Yeah. So, you know, that's the, the, the important. Don't shut it down. You can't have it, but there's always uh, a modification uh, to that look that depends, you know, how old the client is and the hair type and all that kind of stuff, you can definitely adjust it. Like when I told my dad, I want to grow my hair long, like, you know, Casey from Yellowstone, he <laughs> says, not before you get a hair transplant surgery because I'm too thin and it'll just look greasy and, you know, thin and you got to have lots of hair to grow long and to have that nice flowing hair. So there are, there are limitations to the hair type, whether you can make that look for somebody. And that's an important thing right. to kind of let them know. You got to have the canvas to be able to do the right painting of, you know, what you're doing. And uh, the hair, it starts all with the hair, uh, the clothing you can change, the makeup, you can make it happen. Uh, but you got to have the material to get that look. It's, uh, it's number one. And, you know, in our last episode, too, we were, we were talking about asking questions in, in terms of the consultation. And some of these looks, depending on what they are, also require, like, uh, a modification in terms of your morning or evening routine. Particularly, you know, if it's a blowout, you, you need to be ready to do the blowout. You know, if, if you're going for that lived-in curl look, you need to set your hair in socks every night if you're going to commit to making this work. Um, so I think that's a component of it, too. Yeah, it, it, it's really important that the client, that again, you know, it, it's a, a, a new avenue that they've never gone down to. And they got to be able to learn, you know, how to do the hair can, like you said, you know, they got to have it all. And 
if they're willing to do all that and at the end of the day if the hair is the right type for sure yeah you know you know talking about um when you talked about customizing a little bit to meet it in the middle what are what are what would be an example of of you doing that how would you find like a, a happy medium if someone came to you with a particular look and you were trying to customize it towards them so let's say that they would like a you know a pixie mm-hmm. and but her hair it's like really really fine that you can almost see the scalp where sometimes you know i would do some soft fringes in the front but try to go you know a little bit shorter on top that the hair could kind of stand up a little bit more you have to kind of customize you know that hair uh to what that hair can handle every material you can only do so much with it and uh you gotta really be very good with that material uh how far you can push it i can push it pretty good because I've been doing it forever and I've worked with so many different material that, uh, you know, I can make something happen and modify it to, you know, please that customer. What about as, as far as, um, creating trends or, or finding inspiration, um, which is something you do quite a lot of. Um, and I think a lot of stylists, you know, we get used to creating a portfolio of work. You know, when you're in school and, you know, you're you're putting your mannequin heads out there, or you're working on your own collection that you do for social media. Um, and then we get kind of stuck in the sea of same where, you know, you you very quickly you find yourself doing the same haircuts and you, you get disconnected a little bit from that artistic side of you. Um, I think um, uh, each stylist really thinking about how they can do their own collection at least once a year is a great way for them to to stay outside that box which is something that you do leo because you're always playing where do you where do you find inspiration to kind of create your own trends or, or to take a trend and then make it your own oh you know it's it's really funny when we i'm in the salons all the time and so is marco and i see so many different hair every day so to me walking into a salon talking about my product talking about the hair and watching some stylists doing hair sometimes i look at one client and it's got this really funky looking you know bang that's hanging down and it's twirling at the bottom and then sometimes i'm thinking well i'll shave the one side and leave that one twirl in the front so sometimes looking at different pieces of hair that you like and then try to make something come out of it and that takes practice you gotta get a mannequin and you gotta practice the different looks Uh, looks come from watching other people doing hair and then be able to create your own vision if it comes in normally i'll see something coming in and i think oh man i i like the front of that hair but i can do something different with the back to fit the front and that's how you know everything starts to happen yeah sometimes i'll come into the office and he's already in here and he's got the door closed and the music on and his mannequin go in and he's practicing things and i'll come by and i'll be like back to the drawing board and you know it tries a different one and he just continues to like just work on things and, and create and you know he it goes back to like how you 
you learn and how you taught yourself. He used to go to the best hairdressers in Vancouver and volunteer yeah. his time. Say, hey, I'll sweep your floors. I'll, I'll do yeah. your shampoos. I just want to watch you work. And then he takes pieces from every hairdresser and then incorporates them into his own looks and stuff. And I think that's important to this day. Like one of the reasons when we're out on the road and my dad will, you know, give out his cell phone number to hairdressers and say, Hey, send me your look, send me your yeah. stuff. Cause he gets inspiration from it as well. You yeah. know, and you know, he never stops learning either. You know, we go to education classes and we go to shows and he likes to learn and, and be up there still. So continuing to learn and then putting your own spin on it is such a huge piece of the puzzle when it comes to, you know, creating trends and stuff. And, you know, he's always working on the mannequins. There's about 50 of them just uh, around behind this camera here, especially through the pandemic. And that's also why I think, you know, uh, some trends have come out of this and some new looks have happened is because people were, were, bored. were bored and yeah, they're inside and we're working on mannequins and you're, you're just creating. So, And to me, I find that I've been doing it for so long and uh, from my heart, I really love it. Uh, you know, uh, you never really get old cutting hair because it's a material that you can bend, you can shape any which way you want to. It's just having the imagination to make it happen. And uh, when I see something that comes in and I know it hits that little nerve that says, oh, wow, I, I can change something in this or make it happen. That's when I go straight to it right away. I, I remember Marco, we went on the road and I said, dude, I think I got a new look that I, I want to work on. I saw this girl at the drive in and I really it, there was no much to her hair, but I really liked it. When I come back, I'm going to play with it. And I'm playing with it right now that I got a, a cool, right, funky right, look. Sonic or something? Yeah, the, yeah. The lady uh, milkshake. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we grabbed a milkshake at Sonic. So and my good. dad was like, well, I like your hair. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, no, we were at, yeah, I think it was Sonic. And we were driving somewhere and we saw her. And then she told us she yeah. was going pink the pink. next day or yeah. something. And we're like, oh, okay, that'd be good. My dad was like, I think you should go more like purple. But, uh, you know, just my two cents. You know, yeah. yeah. Tells her where to go. But, but she's like, oh, okay. So, yeah, you know, inspiration yeah. can come anywhere, really. You know, and, you know, color, uh, you know, if you're looking at color, um, you know, this, our sun is absolutely amazing because a sun rays will hit a leaf and, you know, and it changes that coloring, that leaf. And it's got all sorts of different, uh, you know, uh, works in it, in that leaf when you look at it. So, it, it, you know, all around you, it's everything. It's just be able to clear your mind. Uh, that's the first thing you know not worrying about you know your kids or the wife or you know anything that you got going on in your life is really kind of center yourself and really start creating that's you know that's important it's all around us you know everything that we see we can change or modify or it's quite easy it's just having the time to practice that's that's the big part. Yeah, I think too. That's that's one of the biggest differences between, like, the Canadian and UK and American market, is the mentorship model, is something that you don't really see here. That is that's something that shaped how how you grew up, Leo. Yeah. Um, in that, it's it's not about competing with hairdressers. It's in putting yourself in like a, a creative um, think tank. 
and you're yeah. all feeding off each other. It's it's why I, I I love reading about and watching videos from like like the 50s and 60s when it was like the who's who of hairdressing over like in Mayfair, London. You know, all learning from each other. They were all watching each other. They were all mm. challenging each other, inspiring each other, competing yeah. with each other. Like it, it's it, a, it created all kinds of things. Totally. Yeah. For me, I, I like, and I use the term, I, I prefer collaboration over competition yeah. because, you know, we can all grow together. And, you know, I'm excited to announce that uh, in April, I'm probably jumping the gun a bit because we haven't quite announced it. But uh, Redavid is, we're going to be doing a traveling hair show throughout Texas uh, with Olivia Garden and Walt. You know, big brands together on the same stage as opposed to, you know, constantly competing with each other. We're going to be together. We're going to be creating and giving back education to our industry. And that's what it's about, really. And, you know, and uh, it's some community. And then our industry has just become so competitive. And, and it's that's how it used stopped, to be. Yeah, we yeah. stopped thinking yeah. about just growing together and having, you know, a hair show with 20 different brands on the same stage, you know, just coming out and that's what it's about and i'm excited so it's gonna be fun but yeah no, i know i think there's a, a a switch marco a lot of you know the, uh everybody wants to learn again mm -hmm. you know that's that's a big one and the people that uh, you know have really worked through these times to create something beautiful uh they're gonna shine you know at the end you know so yeah. Reed david is working really hard <laughs> <laughs> So before uh, a final thought here, Leo is is how do you how do you keep from getting burnt out and neglecting that artistic side of yourself? Uh, that's really if you do too much of it, you know, it's like anything else. You know, you do too much of it, you're gonna get burned out, and you gotta take a break, and you gotta meditate and go for a walk, and sometimes you. You just have to leave it for a while until you get that feeling. It's like a feeling that comes back. It's like, okay, I got to pick up the, my scissors and my comb. I want to cut hair. That's when you go back to that creativity. Um, you, you do not pick up your scissor and a comb when you don't have that feeling. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> you know, that hair doesn't look good. And then you get frustrated. So you have to really feel it inside when you go and uh, pick up that. But relaxing, you got to take time to have some fun uh, as well. It's not all about, you know, work sometimes. Yeah, disconnecting, yeah. but also connecting with other hairdressers, going, yeah. To, yeah. going to trade shows. That, go, I love shows. Go to education classes. Go yeah. there and feed that side of you that got you into the industry, that yeah. curiosity, that excitement about it. Go back there and, and, you know, engage with some brands, engage with hairdressers, join some groups on Facebook, connect and try to get inspired again. Uh, for him, you know, if he doesn't get a vacation a year, you know, he's, he's, you know, I got to go, I got to go. And then he comes back and I'm like, okay, dad's going on a vacation. I better get my notepad ready for when he comes home <laughs> because he's got all these ideas just from disconnecting and, you know, just refreshing yourself. So that's a huge piece of the puzzle. And especially, you know, we're so hooked to our phones and to yeah. technology and to that. It can get exhausting just being on there. So disconnect for a while and, you know, ground yourself and, and get out there and you know we were we were in uh jerome arizona which oh, is this little mining town so on the side cool. of the cliff but it had this cool energy and we we also were in sedona and 
um, going to some vortexes and trying to gain some energy from these cool places on earth and him and uh, our, our partner Dave here from Greg Dawson Associates were taking their shoes and socks off and grounding themselves in like this little tiny piece of grass they found because they had cool energy and I'm sitting there like this is how I know I'm not an artist. <laughs> I'm the business side of things because oh, I'm yes. not doing it. But these guys are like, you know, just absorbing the sun's rays and feeling the energy from it the was, ground. It was incredible. Just getting connected to, to the earth again. And that that's a sort of spiritual side of you, if you will. So that's something important to do as well. It's, it's, it's really important to, you know, shut down. Uh, it's like anything else we use. Uh, you know, it does break if you use something too much. Cars break down if you use them too much and they got to go in and get repairs and get tuned up. Um, you know, you're an emotional spirit and uh, you have to really kind of shut down and uh, go for a, a nice walk where you don't hear no traffic. You don't hear any people talking where you're really with nature and uh, you'd be surprised you come back out of there and uh, all of a sudden all the monkey chattering that's going into your brain is all shut off. Yeah. And you can start creating again. It's like a muscle. You want to exercise it, but not sprain it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it needs a little physical therapy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, talking about trends, um, today's History Bite is is actually a man that that gave birth to a lot of them. Um, And you want to talk about, uh, he became really renowned as as the artist's artist, the hairdresser's hairdresser. Um, and I think you'd have to live under a rock if you didn't know who the who the name Sassoon was. Um, oh, but. chances are you you probably don't know the name of his teacher and mentor named Ramon. And with a larger than life personality and even bigger hairstyles that he created, Ramon Besson was also known as Mister Teasy Weezy. He was the very first TV hairdresser and kick-started the concept of celebrity stylists. He was born in Brixton in 1911 and mastered the craft working in his father's barber shop before his opening his own salon in Mayfair. And if I had a time machine, Leo, could you imagine everything happened in Mayfair? No kidding. Oh, no kidding. That's awesome. Created with popularizing the bouffant hairstyle in the 1950s, he was famous for his immaculate precision cutting technique his elaborate updos and his celebrity clientele. The decadent Besson, uh, his salon boasted gilded mirrors, chandeliers. He had flowing champagne fountains, Leo. <laughs> I love this man. He, um, the styles too. Uh, I've seen some of the video footage. There's some, some really great um, of his TV specials where he would have like a gilded carriage pulled in by horses um you know with women coming out and like Badan pompadour it was very impressive um he was not french but he adopted a fake french accent <laughs> it's like when he puts on the italian just a little thicker you know yeah. oh, come on uh, yeah. Same, there you go. he always wore custom made very brightly colored wild suits and completed the luck with a matching pocket square, a pencil mustache, an exaggerated long cigarette that he always smoked out of a holder. This winning combination of a flamboyant personality and celebrity clientele, along with ridiculous amount of, of hairdressing skills, 
um, brought him to the attention of television producers, and he became an on-screen favorite. During a 1954 television appearance, Ramon demonstrated his cutting technique by snipping off a teasy-weezy bit here and a teasy-weezy bit there, and the catchphrase was born. And from then on, he became known as Mr. Teasy-Weezy. He eventually secured his own show on primetime Saturday evening television, where millions of women tuned in to watch him cut hair, his elaborate hairstyles and outfits, making him the talk of the town. Almost overnight, he made British hairdressing glamorous and trips to the salon a theatrical experience. In 1956, Ramon made headlines when actress Deanna Doors flew him to America for a shampoo and set, and reportedly for the cost of 2,500 pounds, a sum which in those days could buy a small home. As well as juggling a a celebrity clientele, television career, and numerous salons around the country, Ramon also trained a wealth of hairdressers in his salon, including a young Vidal Sassoon, who said of his mentor, he weaved magic through his work and made us feel we were doing so too. There was only and ever will be one Ramon. True enough. If addressed by one of his customers while walking through the salon, he would shout, Madame, can you not see that I am meditating? Hmm. Walk away. Wow. Larger than life. Love it. Yep. Welcome to art. Yeah. Yeah. Very artistic. (laughs) Final thoughts before we come to a close. Yeah, I have one. I mean, for me, uh, for the hairdressers out there, I feel like just take time for yourself. Don't don't go, you know, over that limit. Learn from yourself. Listen within. Take some quiet reflection time and see where you're at. And see if you need some more time to rejuvenate or, you know, that's that's something that he's uh, he's good at. He always knows when he needs a break, when he needs to take some time off, when he needs to go get grounded and reinvigorate. And, you know, I think, you know, now he's getting a little older. It's got to be every six months now. Get him reinvigorated. So. <laughs> hey, be nice. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Leah? Uh, don't stop learning. Don't stop learning. Keep cutting hair. Keep creating. Keep doing what you're doing. But don't get burned out. Like, you know, what Marco said, but what I'm saying is like, keep creating. Grab a mannequin. Keep playing. Because when you play, that's when you create, that's when you're happy, and that's when everything happens. You know, so it's keep creating, it's uh, where it's at. My advice would be, and I know this is, this is new for many of us, get more comfortable learning new social media platforms. Um, I think most stylists and salons only just now have, have fully embraced Facebook and Instagram, and now along comes TikTok. Um, it's worth your time to to start showcasing your work in that space and check out what other people are doing. There's a lot of hairdressers on there. Um, again, it, it's become the the go to place for hair searches on the internet more so than Google. Mm-hmm. It's fun, crazy, love it. It's good and that time. brings episode five to a close. All awesome. right, thanks, Ken. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you. See you next thanks, time, everybody. Keep having fun. Bye.